Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the market for Wednesday, October 25th, where we're seeing a bad market get uglier. Yeah, really did not look, it uh, wasn't good action today. Google was a big part of that. Also wanted to look at Vertiv and CME Group. Okay, we'll take a look at those three stocks. But first, let's analyze the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down 2.4%. We had the S&P 500 off by 1.4%. The Dow down just three-tenths of a percent today. The Russell 2000 down 1.5%. So, Ed, the NASDAQ uh, taking the bulk of the beating here today and undercutting its rally attempt lows. Yeah, the rally attempt hadn't been that impressive to begin with. And yep. yeah, the rally attempt is now over on the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 uh, breaking below there. S&P is now decisively or at least clearly below the 200-day the line and closing pretty close to lows. Yeah, it's still this is the support area for the S&P now. Uh, the NASDAQ just getting to the 200-day line and below that, it would still need to get a fair amount of distance to get back to its spring or early 2023 highs but those would be areas you could find support really not looking good i mean it's it uh really heavy selling uh earnings didn't earnings didn't cooperate yields were rebounding uh you know there's just this we don't know where it's going to go here but right now the the trend is down we are in a correction it's it's not that complicated we're in a correction we're going down right and and we don't know where that'll stop mm -hmm. and technicians in market cycles of the past have pointed out this concept of a three waves down. Uh, we see that throughout history. And that was one thing that we were pointing at, uh, there being the potential for that when we first came down um, to that 13,000 level and undercut that we could see a third wave. Now, how far down that uh, leg down goes or if it evolves over time, because I know uh, during the the bear market, we had three waves down, but that wasn't the end of it. We did almost undercut those lows again, uh, but that is one phenomenon uh, that is seen in market cycles. What are your thoughts on that, Ed? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, markets tend to, you know, repeat or at least rhyme with history. And uh, so this is this is normal. This is not unusual. And fact is, you know, like we don't know where it's going to bottom. I mean, this might be an area where we find support or we could keep on blowing lower. Obviously, earnings, obviously, treasury yields, a lot of things going on right now that could could trigger it. And I think that's like you want to know that kind of stuff with history. And it's just but it's also as a, as a practical matter in the here and now. There's not much to do in terms of you just want to stay out of the way until we do get that turn. Right, exactly. And you mentioned the 10-year yield, Ed. That is a huge, huge factor <laughs> in the market right now, in addition to disappointing earnings from Google Parent Alphabet uh, today, disappointing reaction. But this is, this is huge right here. This is kind of what it's all coming back to. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like even when we get past earnings season, <laughs> this is still going to be with us. Uh, so yeah, we're not at the the levels of that five percent or five percent plus that we sort of got to early on Monday, but we're up for the week once again. I mean, it's like all said and done, we keep on rising. I mean, that's and uh, that's just really hard for for stocks to deal with, especially growth stocks. Until that ends, at least that ascent ends, and not just for a day, not just for two days, but for a pretty much for a long, for an extended period, uh, the market's really going to have trouble move making a lot of progress. 
Right. And so in terms of the rate hike path, it seems like that that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for at least a stop to the rate hikes, right? If not, you know, looking ahead to maybe potential cuts. I mean, the rate hikes are part of that, but really the 10-year treasury has been rising sharply, even though the odds for another rate hike are pretty low. So it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not sure how connected the the uh, treasury yields are to the Fed. It seems to be more about deficits, more about cons, you know long-term fiscal policy, because uh, this is really squeezing. I think again, I think the Fed is taking the cue from the ten-year treasury yield rather than the other way around. Right. Uh, if the Fed does cut rates, it'll probably be because the economy is coming under such pressure because of these rates that it starts starting to buckle and inflation is coming down and, and the economy's risking recession. So that wouldn't be a great scenario either, uh, or at least not up until that point. So uh, it, it's a tough scenario for investors possibly for a while here. Right, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how uh, the picture changes for, for the Fed, how they may react uh, to what they're, or not, to what they're seeing here and uh, to continue to, to see this unfold. Okay, next on the list, let's take a look, a uh, brief look at the Dow. So here's zero DJIA held up the best today, but still looking very weak here, Ed. And I know you've been uh, keeping a close watch on small caps. And here's IWM, the ETF that tracks the Russell 2000 heading lower yet again and uh, looking pretty close to undercutting its prior lows here, if not already undercutting those levels. So 163 here today, what's the low here? So 162.50, it's getting awfully close to an undercut. Yeah, so it's a 52-week low, as you say, getting ready close to getting back to the lowest since 2020 uh, without much effort. Uh, one thing on the Dow is that technically the rally attempt is still ongoing. While the S&P and NASDAQ are back to zero, technically this was day two of the rally attempt until it undercuts there. But that's just not that's it's not great action, and to have the S and P and Nasdaq down, uh, not really what right. you want to see. But technically, that rally attempt is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Good point there. Let's take a quick look at some breadth measures. Here's a look at Spy, uh, which we looked at the S and P 500 earlier, but down 1.4 percent today. RSP. The equal weight undercutting lows, continuing to head lower. It's been looking weaker, less of a decline today, Ed, but it doesn't seem like we can find much comfort in that. Yeah, so it, it didn't, you know, it didn't underperform today because of the mega caps that were tumbling today, but it's almost at a 52 week low. Uh, so it's really just terrible um, action for this. And again, we saw that with the Russell. The, the NASDAQ and the S&P look better. Than, than the than the underlying market. So it's just, there's just nothing really good out there. It's going to take a lot to get that to repair. You can imagine the NASDAQ or S&P bouncing back with a few good days. And it's like, oh, okay, that's starting to look better. But there's a lot of work that some of these other indexes or other these ETFs need to have. Mm -hmm. So speaking of ETFs, let's uh, check in on two that we like uh, to look at. Here's SMH, which represents the chips now testing its 40-week line for the first time this year, Ed, and taking a look at the, the daily chart here, we are getting it to undercutting for a third wave down, it looks like. Yeah, so it's uh, 
that was looking strong a couple of weeks ago and now suddenly it is not and obviously you know it's just just not a whole lot going well with mm -hmm. the market and an outsized decline here today too i'll point out down 3.9 percent. was this the texas instruments impact here you think i think there was that and obviously other things like nvidia was a big loser today and there's a lot of things i mean it wasn't there's was a lot of things that were really selling off today mm -hmm. uh weren't finding many safe havens in the tech sphere for sure Right. And here's IDV tracking software also uh, with an outsized loss today down 2.7%. Still, for the moment, holding above its consolidation lows, but we'll have to see how long that lasts. Now let's take a look at some stocks. We want to start with Google. Big gap down today closing down nine and a half percent in huge volume and it was the cloud business that was disappointing here ed yeah they actually beat overall views advertising was pretty strong they beat on earnings uh and this was one of the leaders this is look you could see that rs line it's real steady and you're thinking okay this is institutional quality this is not one that's going to plunge whereas some of these other stocks you can imagine all oh, these high flyers oh they could fall 20 percent. okay this didn't fall 20 percent. this was an enormous drop for for a trillion dollar company uh, to fall to fall 9%, knife through everything, uh, a four month low, huge volume. I mean, the week is already above volume, average volume, uh, and we're only through Wednesday. It's just, uh, so this is, what the, this is what can happen in earnings. And this obviously triggered a lot of selling in other stocks, uh, even though Microsoft had good things to say about cloud, you saw Amazon tumbling, we saw Meta tumbling, we'll see how Meta does tonight just a whole lot of selling because of what Google had to say. And there's other earnings too, but uh, Google was one of the, just really seemed to trigger a lot of uh, selling in tech. And this is gonna take a lot of repair work. This was looking so strong. Uh, and now that is really, wow. It's just, uh, it just shows you the level it is. It only missed by a little bit, but it was enough to trigger. That's the kind of market it is right now. Exactly. And needless to say, this triggered a sell signal with that heavy volume decline <laughs> yeah. and a big break below the 50-day and 10-week. Uh, we'll have to see how it finishes up the week, but it's not it's not looking too good with it down 6% uh, below the 10-week line as of right now. We also want to hit on VRT. This was a wild stock today in reaction to its earnings report. And overnight, things were looking good. The stock was up, what, uh 13% or something, Ed. And I thought at least that much. Yeah. At least, at least that much. But the intraday chart on this thing, crazy volatile. Uh, it was actually halted within the first, I think, what, 10 minutes or so of the of the trading day for a bit and uh and whipped around a lot. And this is a stock that we thought uh had and maybe it still does, but had the potential to be a true market leader with the fantastic move that it's made this year with the hopes of this being um, an AI related leader with strong growth. But it seems like a uh, character change is unfolding, at least for the time being here, Ed. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is also just shows you why you don't want to buy, be very cautious about buying in the free market about buying right at the open because if you bought in the pre-market or bought at the open you were you were down you know like 15 15 percent within a minute and while there was a bounce back for a moment it, it fell back again uh 
maybe, you know, over some time this could repair itself. I mean, this is still sort of within the flat base. I mean, it's not crazy. It's not finished. Uh, but it's just, that's the kind of market it is. It had, you know, had it beat on EPS. The revenue may have been just a touch light, depending on the estimate. Uh, and you can even see the RS line didn't even fall that much today. <laughs> that, you know, that's a, such an ugly action. I know it was only 4%, but it was still really ugly action. Uh, but that's uh, where the market is right now. And uh, so, you know, this is why you also just be cautious heading into earnings, why you don't want to buy early. There's just all sorts of warnings, even with one of the big 2023 winners out there. Mm -hmm. And let's round things out uh, with a look at CME. Before we check in on Meta and Service now, because we want to look at those two, here's another earnings reaction uh, to check in on closed basically flat. Uh, and this stock in the opening minutes had a big gap down, but it pretty much immediately reversed. So if uh, traders were looking at the intraday chart on earnings, and I know there are some traders out there that are saying, you know, I'm not a day trader. Why do I need to be looking at intraday charts? I would say the one exception for that, even if you do have a longer uh, holding style, typically as a position trader, it's going to be earnings, right? Uh, yeah. Looking at the intraday chart just to see how things are are shaking out and seeing what that first five minute bar looks like. Where does it close within the bar? Does it if it gaps down? Does it hold that low? If it gaps up, does it hold? the gap up, all those kinds of things. So with this stock, it uh, bounced back immediately, uh, essentially right after the open ed. Yeah. So this is a reason maybe to wait just for a few minutes. Like if you had owned this on the breakout and you're saying, oh, I, and if you decided to hold it, it would have been tough because you wouldn't have had much of a cushion, but it's just like, let's wait for that minute or two to see, you know, at least a minute or two, see if things are going. This is still acting well. The earnings were just a little bit above views. I think revenue was in line. So it wasn't a great report. So you could have imagined it would sell off in this environment. Uh, but it bounced back, holding the 21-day line, RS line at a new high. Uh, decent numbers. This isn't like a barn burner, but it's a solid defensive growth name uh, in really nice reaction. Again, just want to show a little bit of patience right at the open because there's such whipsaw action at that time. Yeah. And I think this is also, uh, you know, a lesson here is traders should probably treat a VRT differently than a CME. Just, you know, given the, given the personality of these two different stocks are, are, are very different. So maybe having a, a three to 5% cushion on a CME, uh, you know, depending on what the market maker move was, it was probably a little different than VRTs. Just, uh, just throwing that out there. So that could, that's also a factor as well for should you hold into earnings or or should you sell, uh, depending on your yeah. risk tolerance. And the thing is always like, you just have to remember is especially in a correction that things the risks are even more out there. I I think people would have been surprised. Google falling nine percent. That was probably yeah. beyond what people were thought was likely to go either way. Uh, so it can happen. Uh, but VRT, you could have imagined a scenario where it was down 20, 25% because it's had such a move. Uh, I definitely want to know the character of a stock. You're right. Mm -hmm. But you're right too, knowing knowing the environment that you're in, because even the strongest of stocks could have a really difficult time. Okay, let's check in on a couple of earnings movers after hours. And of course, if the VRT example wasn't enough, uh, here's a further potential warning that just because we see a stock up after hours 
doesn't mean it's uh, going to be up in the regular session tomorrow. But here's a look at Meta. It does look like the initial reaction, Ed, here is positive with shares up about 4% after the bell on mixed results. You have more details for us? Yeah, it looks like they beat easily on EPS. And actually, I thought at first that they missed on revenue, but I, it looks like they beat on revenue mm -hmm. as well. Uh, I would also say is that the silver lining on Google's dark cloud would be that, hey, look, Meta fell 4% in part because of Google. I mean, really, if you if this were yesterday, maybe Meta's not going anywhere. Maybe it's flat. But mm -hmm. it's so it's so maybe some of the bad news. Look, if Meta if Meta missed badly or something, but it just there might be that you know potential because obviously some bad news was put into the market. There may be a lot more, but that's just a tiny silver lining that might be there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to see if it can bounce from this 300 level and the 50 day line in uh, tomorrow's mm -hmm. session to, to clear trend line. We will have to see the other big one out after the close that we've been keeping an eye on is ServiceNow. This is in the enterprise software group, also up about 4% after hours. Uh, today, the 50 day line was around 564. So it's trading around 553. Um, and closing today right around the lows of the base. But uh, do you think that this might have any potential ripple effect on other software stocks or does it remain to be seen? I mean, it might have some positive impact. I mean, it helps that Microsoft had pretty good numbers. So it's like, well, it's like, wait a second, maybe things aren't so bad. And like you could have that correction figure. Uh, it's bouncing back. I suppose there could be early entries if it got above the 50-day line and such. You know, problem is, is that, you know, you'd want to see Again, the market's not with your side, and it's just not. It's just not there. So, right. there's just you're adding risk upon risk. You know, it's one thing to be aggressive, but it's sort of like I'll be an aggressive driver. How about doing an aggressive driver at night? How about an aggressive driver when the roads are icy? I mean, it's just like there's a difference yeah. in being aggressive and and when. And this is not. Uh, the road conditions are not particularly good mm -hmm. for aggressive behavior. Yeah. And even something like Meta, I feel like it's totally different if you are sprinkling on uh, a few shares uh, mm -hmm. tomorrow, if it's holding up, if you already have a big cushion on a you know, winning position uh, with something like this versus initiating at a, a new buy. So something to think about there. All right. Well, that's it for today, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And we will be back. Ed will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live with the crew. So we hope you join us for a breakdown of the market action, stocks on the move, portfolio strategies, and more. And we'll see you there, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. See you then. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.